Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Seeing Clearly. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Life is composed of so many moments. Moment by moment it is composed. And each moment is a new moment. There's a moment, and then the previous one is gone. It's the new moment. And even as as the new moment is there, there's another moment. It's like the eternal now. And based upon one's inclination, all of those moments then result in an unfolding. An unfolding. Now, let me see if I can somehow describe to you what I'm trying to tell you. It's very delicate. It's very hard to do, but it's very important. Christ said, no man can serve two masters. No person can serve two masters, for he will love the one and hate the other. No man can ride two horses. You heard that. Well, when you incline one way, then you have nothing to do with the other. So, for example, if you incline toward the truth, toward reality, then you are not going to be caught up in fantasy. But if you want to be God, see, instead of knowing God, if you want to be God, if you want to play God, then in reality you can't be God. In reality you see yourself for what you are. So the only way you can play God is to incline away from God toward fantasy and away from awareness. See, the more aware you are, the more aware you are, the more you see clearly and the more you are not involved in the other. But as you move away from awareness, see, the, to, the more aware you are, the more you realize God. Paul said, you know, we see in a, in a glass darkly and then, and then later face to face. So, the more aware you are, the more aware you become. And it's, it's actually a movement toward God. But the other way is toward fantasy. Now, the lower your consciousness, as your consciousness lowers, descends away from God, then you begin to become more and more involved in fantasy and subject to fantasy. When you're upset and angry, Notice how fantasy rises. You know, what he said, what she said, what you want to do, how you're going to get even, how to compensate, how to prove something. See what I mean? The more you drift away from God, the more you become involved in fantasy. When you become sick, when you have a fever, when you take drugs, when you take alcohol, see? Or when you become involved with others in an unwholesome way. When you involve, get involved with others in an unwholesome way, then they get into your head. I'm sure you've heard that expression. Athletes talk about, you know, like a boxer will frequently talk about how he doesn't want the other boxer to get in his head. You understand that? Well, any time that another person is able to, to tempt your ego, let's put it that way, 
tempt your ego away from away from God, away from God's will, away from having no will other than to do God's will. When it tempts you to have a will of your own, when it tempts you to, to, to want to prove something to them or to impress them or to curry favor with them or to do, to do something or to get involved with them in some way for some imagined benefit, then you begin to, they get into your head and then you begin to drift away into imagination. And when you get involved in another, with another person to the, to the point that you begin to do their will, then that's hypnosis. And you sink lower and lower. And you become more and more subject to the outside, more and more subject to them and to everything else, more vulnerable to outside suggestions and so on. And you sink lower and lower, and then the daydreams become nightmares, don't they? And negativity. And your secret intent, people can sense it, and the dark side senses your secret intent, the inclination of your soul, and it senses what you desire, it senses what you, what you want, what you wish, or what you expect. And then, lo and behold, it fabricates, it conjures up imaginings, and it lures you toward getting involved with that in the world. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Who was it? Was it Job who said, that which I had feared is come upon me. That which I feared has come upon me. A great general once said, never take counsel of your fears. You know, it's a funny thing that when we dwell upon something, when we dwell upon something, then it gains a certain power over us, and then to that is what we are drawn. We are drawn toward that. And so, the point, I guess the very delicate point I'm trying to make is that it, it, is, it makes a big difference which way you incline. It makes a big difference which way you incline, which, and what you expect, and what you hope, and what you want, and what you desire, and what you fear, because what you want. See, if you have no want, if you have no desire, you have no fear, you have no image of yourself, you simply, deep in your heart, in a wordless way, you want to do God's will. That's the only will you have. Christ said that his only will was to do the Father's will. If your only will is to do God's will, and you don't want to be God yourself, and with that intent, that inclination, let's put it that way, that inclination, then you have no other you have no other desire, no other want, no other fear, no other anything. In a sense, you don't care about anything else. But it's paradoxical because by not caring, you do care. You see, 
by not wanting, how can I say this? When you're faced with a delicate situation and you only wish for God's will to be done, remember the Lord's Prayer? He told us to pray, Thy will be done. And when you stand there in a situation and that is your secret, your deepest intent, your deepest, how can I say this, inclination. And then you, you, how can I say this? Then nothing else has any hold on you. Nothing else pulls upon you. Nothing else phases you. Nothing else penetrates you. And you just stand there. And then, see, if there's anything that you need to do, then it will come to you. If there's nothing to do, then you won't do anything, but you'll be safe. But if your intent is not pure, there you go. If your inclination is not perfectly toward God, then something can, can pull upon you, and then you are drawn to that because that's the way you're inclining. That's the way you're leaning. And so when, you're, when your will is not perfectly one with God's will, then the other thing pulls you, whether it's something you want or something you fear. Can you see that? Because when you fear something, it also means you want something. You want to save your own hide. You don't want to lose benefits. You don't want to lose perks. You don't want to lose someone's approval. See? You don't want to lose something. Can you, you see So you, how fear and want are connected? But when you have no will, no desire, other than to do God's will, then, then you're fearless. And you are perfectly aligned with God's will. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me, and I think uh, could be just what what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. You see, there's a timeless realm, a realm of perfect patience, perfect love, perfect stillness, and when your soul, see, when your soul is aligned with God, 
then it is very close to that timeless realm. In the moment, see, you're in the world, you're in the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but it's a little distant. You're in the world, but you're very close to this timeless realm. And Christ was so close to the Father, so close to the Father, that at some point he could step across into that realm. Just, just like on Star Trek. Remember they had a transporter? I forget what it was called, but a person would be, would go in, in it and they would dematerialize and then they would materialize somewhere else. Well, such magic is possible. And so, but look what happened to Adam. His intent was not perfect. And because of that, his love was not perfect. His wanting only to do God's will was not perfect. And therefore he became tempted by some alternative and then he ventured into the world, away from this, this, this space, this other dimensional space where he had been. He ventured into the world, and you know the rest of the story. Some of you are getting the 15-minute version. It's a half-hour program, so if yours is only 15 minutes, go to SheddingShackles.com where you can hear the whole 30-minute program. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'd like to make you aware of a couple of recent changes which we've made to the website, SheddingShackles.com. On the homepage, you'll find easily navigated icons leading you to various resources that are available. On the ebook offer page, you'll find new previews of several of Roland's ebooks now easily viewable on your iPhone or mobile device. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles. Thanks for listening. So you must find this ultra-dimensional space within yourself so that you can be in the world but not of the world. And yes, you'll still go about your life as a mom or dad, a partner, a colleague, and you'll do things in the world. But you will be very close to that timeless dimension.
from which all good comes, and so close to it will you be, that for every moment you, will, you can learn to be close to it, so that you're not pulled into the world. Now look, look what's happened to you. Well, see, we're born fallen creatures, but the miracle, the miracle is that you can find this space within yourself. This space, it's timeless. It was Dr. Viktor Frankl, the famous Holocaust survivor, who said that just before we act, there's a space, and within that space is our freedom. Do you understand that this space is outside of time? It's outside of time. And it's from there that a good can come into the world. But Adam fell away from that space and went into the world without God. And like I said earlier, you know the rest of the story. It's not so good. And all the misery and suffering and wars and all of the horrors that have occurred are a result of having defected from a perfect alignment with God. Now, fortunately for us, God makes his will known. He made his will known in the Garden of Eden. He made his will known with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, don't eat of that tree. So it's very simple. Can you see how God's will, his timeless, his wordless will, is embodied in something in the world, in the, in the realm of time and space and matter and material? He made his will known later through the prophets, through their words, which were written down, inspired. And then he made his will known by way of the Messiah, who brought to us the words, the thinking, the love of the Father. And upon hearing those words, the person who can, for a moment, turn away from all of the things that have them pulled out into the world, and for a moment, they get a glimpse. In a lightning flash, they get a glimpse of the, fa of the Father in the timeless realm. And they love that. They love that. And instantly they have a change of heart. Their soul delicately inclines toward that, toward, toward Christ and his Father. And then, from that point on, they more and more are able to do God's will because he makes it known. He reveals it to that person quietly, silently, within. He sends the Holy Spirit. He teaches you all things. It's wordless. You go out in the world, go about your business, but you have this with you. And so you learn to obey God. You learn how simple it is. It becomes easier and easier to obey God because as you draw near to God with the help of the meditation, as you draw near to this timeless space within, you have less and less to do with the will of the world and the ways of the world and the pressures of the world. See, they all come from another will, from an alternative. But when it is there and you simply have nothing to do with it, you have no interest in it, 
It has no pull upon you. You have no desire other than to do God's will, no inclination other than to do God's will. And it can't get to you. It is frustrated. It can't get to you. And you are safe. So you must find this inner place and the Father you have never known who is there, who makes his will known to you from the timeless realm. Look at what he made. He made this entire universe. He made it from the timeless realm. He found a way. He made a way for a singularity to send out into the void gravity round and round with curvature and precession. And the universe grew and grows and continues to grow forever. He made it, but it came from the timeless realm, the white, hot singularity that he made is light, and it sends out gravity, which is everything, which is spin, which is momentum, which is time, and space, and curvature, and heat, and movement, everything. He made it from the timeless realm, and the timeless realm exists now. The timeless realm is existing always, forever. It's outside of time. You can find a closeness to it within, and the meditation, the meditation can help you find it. It's so simple. Rise in consciousness, back to awareness, more awareness, more reality, more truth, less imagination, less delusions, less subjectivity, less nightmares. Do you understand? You see, when your will is not to do God's will, when you have another inclination, then you become subject, not to God, but to those things, those ideas, those notions, those pressures, those seductions that pull you in the other direction, and you become subject to that pull. Are you with me? When your only inclination, which leads to your only will, you don't have a will, you have an inclination, and from that, uh, an intent. And what is your intent? Nothing specific other than to just do God's will. In other words, it's perfect innocence. Have you ever had someone, let's say that you were mean to someone, or you said a mean thing, or you said a naughty thing, or an impatient thing, or something not quite right, or you did something not quite right, maybe when you were a kid, you remember. And the other person just looked at you. There was no judgment, no anger, no hatred, no condemnation. They just looked at you. And it had a profound effect, didn't it? It made you feel exposed, and it made you feel bad. You became aware of your own wrong. See, they had a, their intent was innocent. They had no ulterior motive. They didn't want to lord it over you. They didn't want to condemn you. They didn't feel sorry for you. They didn't anything. They just looked at you. Can you see that that's innocent? 
So, when in your innocence you only want to do what's right, but you don't know what the right is. See, now here's the other, here's another way that temptation makes its approach. But I don't want to go into that right now. I want, to, I want you to see that whatever it is that you wish, see, the ego is, is negative. The ego is very negative, basically, because whenever you're, involved, whenever you're inclining away from God, then that's a wrong inclination. And whatever you get involved with, see, you, it, will, it then leads to fear and to dread and to guilt. How can I say this? If you, if you steal a penny, if you steal a penny, something tempted you to steal that penny. Something put that idea in your mind, that notion. See, it may have been wordless. It was just a notion. But why? And then you steal the penny. Then what do you get? You only get guilt and fear. See? Did somebody see me? See? Well, but can you see that if you're perfectly aligned with wanting to do what's right, then that allurement doesn't even phase you. And so, none of the negativity, none of the negativity begins. None of the dark side of straying from God comes into being. None of the nightmares come into existence. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. And when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive. And you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness and life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>